Yeah, you got the crown, let us sing. I'm a Sacramento king, and we're doing our thing. We got the crown, let us sing. Yeah, the Sacramento OnlyFans. The art show at the Arco. Boogie Cousins made it bang in the sleepy train. See where blicking bars go. D-Rock got D-Lock like D-Block. D-Fox got the golden one like Reebok. Jason Jones with the J-Street vibes. And KC's gonna give it to you live. Uh, I was born to ball from a fetus. Watching highlights of Reggie Theus. White chocolate breaking ankles into pieces. Roy Williams had them freezing in the bleachers. My shots all making money, Mitch Richmond. Mike Bibby with the cross, you're a victim. And if your team run the zone, I'ma shift them. Welcome to the L train. Like a sentimental king. And we're doing our thing. We got the crown and the sing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is, baby. You know them vibes, man. We Sacramento Kings. You hear the intro music. We out of here, man. Shout out to my people, Black Ace, my man, Naughty G, my man, Aceberg Slim on the intro. And it's J Street Vibes, baby. You know them vibes, man. Shout out to Be Heard. Brought to you by the Be Heard platform. I'm your man, Kenny Carraway. And I'm not the Sacramento King, per se, I guess, <laughs> but this is still Jason Jones. Sacramento King, and we're doing our thing, Jason. We're yeah, doing I'm our a, thing. I'm also an L.A. King, too, so I can't. That don't even that don't even sound right. Yes, it does. Two time Stanley Cup champion, LA Kings. Please, please, please. Ain't nobody. You know, funny thing was I was actually downtown at the uh at LA Live at the yeah, the Marriott bar for their second Stanley Cup, like when they won. I was there. And it was uh, it was whatever. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to be there when they won the Stanley Cup, but yeah, I was there. But you got to bask in the in the glorious of a championship still. <sighs> I shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have been. It was a Friday night, though. It was cool. LA Live was popping. Everybody was in a, in a joyous occasion. I just snuck out and went to the Hooters down the street. Aww, I didn't want to be not, a part of that bad. nonsense in not LA a, Live. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Either way, the NBA Kings, the Sacramento Kings, that's what we're here to talk about, Jason, and they are back. They're back. The whole league is back. I got to say, I know, you know, the almighty dollar makes all this stuff goes around, and and, and if you actually sit there and say, well, are they going to get something done? Just follow the money. And if the money says that they're going to get it done, they're going to get it done. So there's a part of me that isn't necessarily surprised that we're here at this point, but there's a whole nother part of me that says, man, I can't believe they're actually pulling this off. We are starting NBA basketball. You guys are going to hear this today on opening night, and the Kings are going to play on the 23rd. But, Jason, are you surprised that they actually pulled off this quick turnaround? No, not just because they, like I said, the money. The money was going to be a big factor, and, you know, they kind of have a blueprint of, of trying to keep guys healthy. Not that they, they won't be in a bubble, but in terms of just – the practices leading up to going to the bubble, the guys had to do. I think they were the NBA was a league that was kind of ready to go with it. And even when they came back, the number of positive tests wasn't something where people were going, oh, my God, this is insane. So mm. I think, mm. you know, the league is ready to go. And we'll see just kind of where this thing all goes, as, you know, over the course of the season. I mean, everyone's kind of expecting that at some point some team is going to lose a player or two or more. You know, due to a positive test, perhaps you'll see games canceled, rescheduled. You don't know what to expect at this point. Yeah, 
Yeah. You were in the building for the uh the two exhibition games in the Golden One Center against the Warriors. How how was that experience, man? Like it looked it didn't look that bad. Like I thought I thought the Golden One Center looked better and and I I don't I really don't know why it looked better and, and a little more lively than say the Rose Garden or whatever they're calling up there in Portland. Maybe it's the color of the seats. I don't know. But it didn't look as just like completely empty as that place was. How how was it at the Golden One Center for those games? It felt like you're watching practice, honestly. Mm. I mean, you could hear every you know, even though we're still sitting in the regular media section, we're all spread out. I think the way it kind of goes about a, 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 ter- a term to the top of the uh, lower bowl, we're uh-huh. kind of wrapping around a, a quarter of it. So, you know, and there's not a lot of us there. There is no thing now where, you know, you can have three or four people from your, you know, your outlet there. It's pretty much, you know, one, you know, one, two people tops, depending on the outlet, if it's TV or not. And it's pretty space, like I said, it's spaced out. Mm. You you know you get your bag you know your bag dinner there is no more going over and scooping oh, out your damn. food oh damn yeah, I mean I not, guess they got to do it but damn that yeah. I, I wasn't prepared to hear that damn and and oh, damn for bag those dinner. and for those yeah and for those who love those uh, golden one center cookies you get your one cookie in your bag There's, there is no more <sighs> stacking up the four and five and going to your seat you get your one bag of popcorn pre game you know it's Damn, you know, not the yeah, popcorn. That's yeah, why I used to live off that popcorn. Yeah, but you know what? I guess it's better than you know passing nah, something along. Yeah, no, nah, they they got to do what they got to do. I I'm definitely not faulting them by any means, but that sucks. You know, let me speak on the cookies real quick. And this is just a media thing because I don't know if anybody else uh, really deals with it. I like the chocolate on chocolate. It's good. I I kind of wish they wouldn't do what is that like salt with the chocolate chip. Yeah I, don't, yeah, I don't think that's necessary. Some people can we just love get it, plain chocolate? A lot of people seem to love it. I I like a simple chocolate chip. Yeah, and they could just and thing is they never made enough of those anyway. Mm. You know they you know but they always had plenty of those. What were those? Those are oatmeal raisin, and I don't know if yeah. anyone who eats untouched. oatmeal. Untouched. I don't know who. <laughs> I mean, the only reason you get an oatmeal raisin cookie is you're trying to convince yourself the raisin is like a fruit as you eat it. <laughs> And you want to pretend like you're being healthy? That's just where I come from, though. But hey, I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, thank you. I'm not dealing with the oatmeal raisin. So, um, one thing that I've thought about with these games and no fans in attendance, and it's really just the players and things of that nature, is if there's any group of athletes or professional athletes that are used to playing without fans, I would think it'd be NBA players, right? Because aside from the actual NBA games, everything else they do is just people on the court, right? So mm-hmm. you got your practices, you got your open runs, you know, they, the open runs is just these guys playing in these gyms, 15, you know, the Rico Hines stuff at UCLA, no crowd mm-hmm. there. There's like 20 guys there. They're just playing. So I, I think that these guys basketball wise aren't going to be, as thrown back as maybe like some of the NFL players who have talked about, man, this is weird as hell with no fans and stuff like that. Cause they, they have practice, but it's not the same. They don't, they don't have pickup football, you know, this ain't NBA street. So they don't have no, mm-hmm. no pickup football where they're used to not playing with fans and things of that nature. I think the NBA players are run right into that. I don't think we'll see any kind of uh, slippage in gameplay because it's weird to them or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them were in the bubble, so that's you know, but the, what they say the main difference is just that it's so much bigger. 
Mm-hmm. And it's weird being in those buildings where you can hear everything now. Like, you know, I've been to Portland a bunch of times. And the idea that Portland doesn't have your head ringing from the noise is crazy. Because, mm. mm. yeah, because Portland has always been one of my favorite places to go because of that. Just because the, the, the fan, you can hear everything from the fans and they're just always so into it. So it's going to be a, it's just like I said, it's a different setup all the way. Like the Lakers are going to have a ring ceremony with no, they're going to open, they're going to break up a banner with no fans. Yeah, that's crazy. And, and in other news, the Clippers are going to raise their Christmas Day banner from last See, year. See, that was uncalled for. That that was that was simply uncalled for. Clippers ain't done nothing to you in the last six months for you to for you for you to uh, hit them with a steel chair. They don't get a ring. They get like a like a lapel pin for their Christmas Day win. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm. I apologize. Completely uncalled for. These steel chair shots. Just stop it, damn it! Stop it! Stop I it! Somebody get out here. I apologize to the Clippers, people I know who work there. Y'all know these are just jokes. I, I don't mean it when I say Trez finally plays in L.A. You know, I don't oh, mean any of that. come on. Come you know. on. Are you I, done? I, they done corrupted poor Jerry West, and now he's getting his name sullied from being associated with that franchise. No, it, sound, it, it sounds like we got some snitches over there on, on the on the Lakers side of the uh What the Lakers the got hallway. to do with this? The where where else this. that come from? Where else that come from? It came from the guy who filed the lawsuit. Probably a Laker fan. No, he's not. I've never heard of this guy. <laughs> he's a Kawhi fan. He's trying to get he's trying to get breaded up by somebody. <laughs> man, that's that's cold, man. You can't even you can't even have your voicemails. You can't check your phone. None of that nowadays. Somebody always recording something, man. Mm-hmm. It's whack. I ain't feeling that. But we don't have to worry about Jerry West or people recording anything here in Sacramento because they're not even on that level just yet um trying to get to that level and one way that's going to help them or one way one thing that's going to help them get to that level is a shooting guard who defends and you wrote about a shooting guard in sacramento one buddy healed who seems to have had a a, a, of an epiphany here of how he wants to play basketball and how he wants to go about his nba career he's talking like you you want to be a defensive stopper can you confirm that jason no, I ain't gonna go that far. He, 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 <laughs> no, what he said was he just have to be, you know, solid, aka not a turnstile, aka at least know the game, the scouting report. Don't leave three point shooters when you, you know. <laughs> he just gotta, you know, just be serviceable. Mm. You know, I don't know what the version of a game manager on defense would be, and you know. In basketball, you know, I don't know what you would call it. You know, obviously play cover two and try not to give up the big play. Like, buddy, don't give up the big play. Please don't give up the big play. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of funny in a way. Maybe it's partly sad, but it, <laughs> it's like, wow. I realize, I, you know, when he, you know, probably the thing that's, because first off, I think it's, I don't say honorable, but I find it refreshing that an athlete will actually say, I admit it, I don't I, I, I was bad. I'm bad on I defense. I love it. I love it. Account it's accountability to the max. I love mm-hmm. it. And you know, it's not it's not something that we all didn't know already. I mean <laughs> we, we had to Ray Ray Charles knew that. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, just hear him talking about watching film and figuring out ways, you know, about his agility and it's been said to me a bunch of times. The same skills that make a guy great on offense can make you great on defense. Mm-hmm. You need the same instincts, intellect quickness you know you need all the same thing so if you're just horrible on defense a lot of times it's just because you don't want to be good on defense you don't care right. Right. and there were, you would watch buddy and you would really think that buddy only cared about getting up his shots right yeah so i'm and, all for i'm all for this 
I, I like it. I like it, man. I like it a lot. I, I, I give a shout out to Buddy Hill, man, for taking this approach and looking at looking at his game, looking at himself in the mirror and saying, where do I need to get better and making a commitment? You Like you mentioned, you hear him talking about things like watching film and, and, and saying like I was bad. Like I said, nobody says you have to go out there and just just denigrate yourself and say you suck and all this other stuff. But look in the mirror and be like, this is where I need to get better if I want to be the player that I think I am or that I strive to be. And I look at defense a lot of the time. It's like you talked about having having a, a, a IQ for the game, giving a damn, right, and mm-hmm. talking. Because you look at somebody, I know they're different. They're not perimeter guys. One's a center, Buddy Hill's a shooting guard. But somebody like a Mark Gasol, and he's not – He's not winning no dunk contest. You know, he's he's not this super athletic guy. But people talk about his defense because he just understands the game. He's in tune with what the defensive scheme is for that particular team and what they want to do. And he's he, he's just he's just in tune with what the team wants out of him and out of everybody else. And I think if Buddy Hield is able to do something like that, understanding how to be a good team defender, I mean, that's all we could really ask for right now. That would be great. If he, yeah. he committed to being a, a good team defender and being in tune with whatever the scheme is for that night. Yeah, just be good enough to where they ain't got to pull you out and go off his defense, which you like you're a bad free throw shooter or something. Mm-hmm. But in the reverse, you know, like, let's get him out. We got to play deep. You know, just keep him. Just just be, like I said, just don't be a complete liability because I think, I think it was De'Aaron was saying the other day, as long as guys talk and you're communicating – you know, we can you can help each other, you can cover for each other. You know, think and we know Buddy can talk. But if, yes. if Buddy wants the ball, the whole world knows Buddy wants the ball. So there's no yeah. reason why Buddy can't call out coverages and set and the like on defense. So mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then again, like as Luke Walton said, it's still early. So let's just see, you know. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's let's be cautiously skeptical, you know. Let's you know, if, if the Kings lose five in a row, does he say to hell with it, this defense thing don't matter? Right. right. You know, so but you know, but now you can, if you're the Kings, you can use the words against him if he doesn't do it. Like, now you said, we and that was told to him before the season, we need that from you. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll, 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 I think we'll all be watching to see just how long this holds up. Yeah. Just be, if I'm, if I'm saying anything to Buddy, is just be attentive and, and, and give the effort on defense. Nobody's asking you to be, or nobody's expecting you to be a 93 Scottie Pippen. That's not. That's not what anybody's looking for out of Buddy Hill. We just want you to give a damn and then be be attentive to what's going on. That's what a good team defender does. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping he does it, man. I'm all, I'm all for Buddy defense, not Buddy Buckets. Not just mm-hmm. Buddy Buckets. I want Buddy Buckets still, but I, I love Buddy Lockup too as well. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking for as well. Um, <laughs> and uh, Something else on the docket here, Jason, that I got to touch on. You know, because somehow I got a little intertwined in this thing. All right. What's up with the shot that Amin Al Hassan gives to De'Aaron Fox? I'm warranted. For any of those who don't know, Amin was on the jump. They were talking about John Morant and they were professing, you know, how great John Morant is. Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce got away with got away with murder in this whole thing. Cause in that same clip, Paul Pierce says in two years, John Morant is going to be the best point guard in the league. I'm sorry. Is Steph Curry ret- is he retired? Is Dame Lillard retiring in two years? Is what? No, John Rand is not going to be better than those two. But I, I like Ja a lot. But um, yeah, Paul Pierce says that, and then out of nowhere, Amin says John Rand is everything De'Aaron Fox thinks he is. Where the hell did that come from? And what was that for? 
not only know. not only not only did it come out of nowhere, but it, it's just I mean, Fox is better in every category. So what the hell are you talking about? I like John Moran a lot. I, I, there there's components of John Moran's game that I like and that I wish De'Aaron Fox had in his his game. Number one is constant aggressive aggressiveness, but I mean, when they play each other head-to-head, Fox goes to work. Um, the overall numbers are better. Defend your boy. Defend your mans. That's your mans. I ain't got nothing to do with none of this, honestly. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I mean, I didn't even know he said it. I mean, <laughs> and I'm like, what are y'all talking about? And I'm like, I know Amin, Amin, and he just, you know, it's just he likes playing in the heel. And they think he was having fun with it and Oddly enough, Eric, you know, because uh, I was actually, you know, I've talked about De'Aaron with him before. I was on this sh- show a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, take away the whole, you know, all that other stuff and, and whatnot. There are people in the league who feel like De'Aaron, I don't say he's overrated, but they don't see all the hype. Mm. I mean, there are, I mean, and it's, it's not like it's one or two. I've talked to a bunch of people who kind of feel like, you know what? Yeah, he got a max deal, but he only got one because he plays for the Kings. No other team would have done that. They're like, you know, he's not a, he's not on the level of a Tatum or a Donovan Mitchell or any of those guys. And there were people who would, and those, those same people would argue that if De'Aaron was what the Kings think he is, what happened with Ja last year would have happened with the Kings already. Mm, I, see. I, you know, and I'm like I said, I, this is not me. I'm just telling y'all what I've been heard from heard from people, been told, and. To me, it's kind of a pointless argument anyway, because, well, it, to me, it's, it's, it's pointless. Who, you know, I, I don't get into what this guy said or that guy said. And part of me almost wishes that De'Aaron hadn't said anything in return, just because it's, 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 like it's, almost, it's so insignificant what someone says, like, who cares? And the fact is that until the Kings are good... Right now, they're like the Knicks of the West. They're going to be a punch and bat. They're going to get jokes all the time. And actually... It's gotten better, I think, in terms of the jokes, but I, I don't know where that came from. And, you know, like I said, I think maybe it speaks to some of the feelings that he or other people have about De'Aaron in general. But I I couldn't get myself emotionally involved in this Twitter battle you all had this weekend. Where the, oh. Yeah, where, somehow you know, where, I got roped into it. Well, I, I'm not going to say somehow I got roped. I know how I got roped into it because I just commented and I said, that I mean I didn't even I didn't even at him not because I'm afraid of anything but I wouldn't like I, I'm not no clout chaser Jason like that to me that mm-hmm. that would be me trying to uh, get his attention or like oh I added him and said no the man said something I simply responded in my own way I wasn't looking for no nonsense I just said Amino Hasted looks like he can't make a left handed layup all right so because he can't make a left handed layup. Sometimes with people like that, I take what they say about basketball with a grain of salt. And then I don't know if it started swirling around. It wasn't like retweeted or liked that much. I don't know if he searched his own name or what. But then he comes at me and he says something to the effect of, oh, that's why you wanted me on the show the other day. Well, yeah, we wanted you on the show, on the radio show, because I wanted you to explain what I thought was a dumbass comment. That's all it was. That's all it was. But yeah, and then he called me. He called me a well. Somebody called me a, a 
this is kind of funny. A Dollar Tree Freddie Gibbs. They said Dollar Tree yeah. Freddie Gibbs is getting pretty bold. <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> said, somebody said Freddie Fibs. <laughs> he said that. that. So that's why I called him This is America Childish Gambino because Amin said I was Freddie Fibs. <laughs> yeah, like I said at this point, it's just getting interesting. And I was just like, you know what? The verses is tonight. I plan to be inebriated while tweeting, which I was. And I'm like, I'm not, like I said, because I know everyone involved. I'm like, I, I'm just going to watch. Like I said, I think it's it's all Twitter fun. I don't think anyone's going to like actually pull up on t- into Mecula over this. <laughs> no, and, not, and not at all. Like I said, he likes to be the heel. You know, it's it's fun. And, you know, and when you're going to be a heel in terms of NBA cities, it's easy to kick Sacramento because that's what everyone does. Yeah, nothing's I mean, going to change and, until you win. To, even, though, even though to me, Oklahoma City is by far the worst city in the NBA. It's not close. But, uh, that's what I would believe. I mean, I've but, never been there, but that's what I would believe. But they've been to the playoffs, you know, since uh, – the the second Bush was president, so damn they're, they're going to they're they're not going to get the same jokes because they've been in the playoffs. So it's just nah. the Kings are going to get the they're going to get them jokes and yeah and the, until you win, ain't nothing going to change. Simple as that. And my thing is, and the Kings players is going to get tired retire replying to everybody who says they suck. Got reply on the court, reply in the in the, the win loss column. That's the best. That's the best way to reply, and then you can puff out your chest and do whatever you want. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's what that was. And, and like I said later on that day in, on Twitter, I don't have no problem with Amin. I actually enjoy watching him for the most part. I probably enjoy him more than from what I hear most people do. But I don't have no problem with Amin. I just thought that was a dumbass comment that didn't make no sense, and I asked him to clarify all that other stuff. Like, I'm still watching Amin. I I don't hate him now or nothing like that. Like. He is what he is. So, yeah, the, him and De'Aaron's back and forth. I, yeah, that was that was uh, all the rage over the weekend. So mm-hmm. that's what's going on with that. One last thing before we get into a little season preview. Kyle Guy. Kyle Guy. I mean, your backup point guard, your starting point guard. Tell me. Tell me, Jason. Where should Kyle Guy be? The Hall of Fame. <laughs> He's our version of Caruso. No, you're not going to insult Caruso like that. <laughs> he would give Caruso that work. No, he wouldn't. I hope. They, I hope they. I hope down the court at the same same time this year. Kyle Guy give Caruso that work. Well, Kyle Guy got to get on the court first. Though. <laughs> we know so, Caruso's in the rotation. Is he? And, is he? Oh, 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 oh boy! Definitely. Oh Horton, Horton or Thornton? He might be. He might be pushing that boy out the way. No, we no, he ain't there yet. He ain't there yet. <laughs> you know, you know, Caruso's good. I ain't worried about Caruso, not but, at all. But, but I, like I said, I maybe mean, I'm, Guy, in the, I'm in the, the people, minority. People was going crazy about Kyle Guy after he, his sensation. Don't get it twisted. It was a sensational game in that first game against the Warriors. He played great. He couldn't miss. I think Kyle Guy can ball, right? But people were all up in arms because Luke Walton wouldn't name him the starting point guard. He shouldn't be. <laughs> he not shouldn't even be the backup. Not even no, he shouldn't be. I don't. Know. I think why starting the season getting, he shouldn't be the backup. He why are people getting so hyped over a glorified summer league game? All right, I understand that's, what you're saying. That's there. what the fourth quarter of that game was. The dude who dumped on Woodard got cut like three days later. That, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> Look, this is not to denigrate Kyle Guy. He's a wonderful young man. I have no issue with him, but people are acting like that game meant something. 
Oh my God! After this game, Luke won't make him the third guard. <laughs> what the hell? He he he's got ahead of Halliburton already. And then it, you know. And then it led to the predicted whatever you people have against Corey Joseph. I get it. The Kings don't play defense, so when you guys see it, it offends you. It like bothers you. Like, what's he doing staying in front of a person? Get him off the court. You know. You know. So it turned into. Well, Kyle Guy should clearly take all of Corey Joseph's minutes. It's like, okay, first off, you realize that between Buddy, De'Aaron, and Tyree, you know, there's not a whole lot of minutes left anyway. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, like I said, I just can't get all wrapped up in this whole Kyle Guy movement. Like, the dude's on a two-way contract. He can't even play in every game. So, look, there's two things here with Kyle. Number one, maybe three things. Number one, I agree with you. I think Corey Joseph should still start the season at the very least as the backup point guard. He's 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 earned that right. I think right now, night in and night out, he probably gives you a better opportunity. If you're trying to win, he gives you a better opportunity to win at that particular spot on the roster, given those particular minutes. I think he should start there. Number two, Luke just getting right through the coals, comparing him to George Carl and Seth Curry. That was crazy. And when I read what Luke said, I was like, no, nah, it's not that bad. I don't know what people were talking about. But then I went and listened to his comments about Kyle Guy after the game winner. And what he said was even better. <laughs> what, yeah, I didn't what Luke understand said was this. even better after that. I, I, don't, I didn't understand, I didn't understand this whole Luke, Luke was so wrong. I said, Luke got up and said a man on a two-way contract who was damn near the last pick of the, of, of the draft a couple of years ago has worked his ass off. Had a, made the most of the G League, has made himself to where he can be an NBA player, and has earned the trust of his teammates and coaches. And, and people were mad because Luke wouldn't get, you know, and because Luke was honest and said he to start the year he's probably not going to be in the rotation, but he's got, you know, we we trust him. Yeah, and he said, and, you know, and, if injury and, comes up, if you know, if if health is an issue, he's definitely we have what he said, we have confidence in him stepping in. Yeah, and I just think this goes back to they just hate Luke Walton because yeah, they, they definitely just hate Luke Walton. Nothing he said there was wrong. They're like, well, he he didn't have to say he wouldn't be in the rotation. Well, so you want him to lie, <laughs> tell a lie that no one with sense believes, <laughs> so, and, then, and then you're going to be mad uh, on Wednesday when Kyle Guy doesn't play 25 minutes. Like, what are you? Do you do you really want to? Sa- I mean, I can't believe I'm having this damn discussion. I can't believe this. I can't believe people could be so. I don't want to insult people, but I probably should. Yeah, how could you? No, how could you be so dumb to think that based off of a preseason game, this guy's going to leap like two or three people? Now, now, look. Here's where I will go back at you just a little bit, Jason, because I think we agree. And I'm not even saying that you're saying that like you're you're talking about Kyle Guy the play. I, I don't take it as like you're saying Kyle's weak or anything like that because that's not where you're coming from. But I do think that Kyle Guy passes the eye test. Like, I, I've long said, I think Kyle can play. The biggest issue is, where do you play him in this league? And I thought, in, in the whole preseason, in all four games, he's shown improve, improvement with his handle, with his strength on the defensive end. I mean, there was a couple of times in that game, uh, the first Warriors game, he was going up against Watermaker, having good success on both the offense and the defensive side. And those are the type of guys that he would be matched up against if he was the backup point guard. So I think, Kyle Guy passes the eye test showing that if he he may be ready right now, but even if he's not particularly ready right now, he's going in the right direction. And I 
after what I saw this preseason, I see I see in the future him being somebody's backup point guard at some point. I do. I do. If if TJ McConnell's a backup point guard in this league, Kyle Guy can be a point backup point guard. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he can't be. I just couldn't believe the complete, you know, hanging his name in the rafters after, like I said, after he won the end of a glorified summer league game. What a shot. What a shot that was. And why did I have to compare him to another white backup point guard? Because, was... because you know, because because <laughs> you're saying that Kyle is a coach, the, the coach on the floor. He's, he's very heady. He's he sneaky athletic. Yeah. Did you realize Kyle Guy could jump more than five inches? Wow. I never would have thought that from looking at him. I wonder why. You know, but I, yeah. I said, my, my comments are not in any way a shot at Cal Guy. I just could not believe people really expected that. Like, we're using just that as their basis that Corey Joseph should never play again. <laughs> and, it, you know, I just I just found that hilarious. But like I said, I get it. You hate Luke Walton. So if Luke <laughs> says the game is on Wednesday, they'd be like, you idiot. You know, we know that already, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 you know, me trying to rash, be rational with anyone who does not like Luke Walton's pointless. Luke yeah. could do everything right. And they're like, but still. Yeah. yeah. Tough, tough, tough go for Luke Walton. Real quick. Have you heard anything about the G League? Like anything new? I know that the mm. little 500,000 buy-in thing that I don't think is going to go anywhere. Have you heard anything else about it? Nothing new from what uh, we know with the, the two-way players is that they can stay up with their, um, uh, the main team all year this year they just can't play in all the games and i think there was a couple of games where some teams had to keep their g league player at there they they were at home i think for this i guess to keep the number of people down mm. you know yeah, but i haven't heard anything and the way cause if you're a two-way player right now you're living it up because you're pretty much gonna be with the main team all year so mm. if that in that case you get you know the practice opportunities and you're around you know the coaches and i know the kings have an extra two-way deal so Kind of wait around and see what they do with it. Uh, do you think uh, what's what's my man's name? Um, Mesu, Mesu, you Metu. think he Metu? What I call him, Mesu, mm-hmm. Metu. You think uh, you think is he he got waived? But is mm-hmm. he eligible if he makes it clears waivers and anything to to come back as a as a two way guy possibly? Yeah, and I, I liked and him. I like the way he played. I'm not, I'm also surprised they just didn't make him a two way or you know right now. But I, my guess would have to be that they probably got their eyes on a couple other guys. Hmm. And maybe that that spot, you know, if that spot doesn't get filled, I mean, for God's sake, Frank Kaminsky got claimed off waivers, so yeah. you know, who, yeah. who knows who might just you know floating around, you know, um, Oklahoma City waived Frank Jackson, you know, so maybe a guy, you know, maybe there's there's like a fringe, you know, rotation player, a former like first round pick who's out there. Maybe you give him your two way. Who knows? All right, all right. I like Met too, man. I, I like what I saw from him in his. And those minutes would kind of mop up duty or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, but summer, there I, were summer I, league I minutes, it. but yeah, yeah. I, I, I at least like him on a two way deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. why not? Yeah, I just think this year too, you can't worry so much about when it happens because I think it's going to be a very different type of year. I think there's going to be a lot of guys who get those chances at some point, and I think maybe if you're the Kings, you're keeping that second two way open. Like I said, there's a case of player who you don't expect to be available comes available. Mm, got you, got you. So. Uh, as we close up on the Kings real quick, Jason, the season starts tonight. Like I said, you guys, we're recording this on Monday. You guys will hear this on Tuesday. Kings start on Wednesday against the Denver Nuggets in Denver. 
I need to know what do you see for the Sacramento Kings this year? What's your what's your prediction from the Kings? Is it I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a win total off here. I'm gonna say 35 and a half. Well, I know you're gonna go under that. Let's go. They won 31 games. 31 and a half over under this year for the Kings. Under? How far under? What what's what's what you think? 28, 25? What? That's what that 28 sounds about right, you know. I mean, again, you know, you know, because that sounds about right. Because I think if you kind of that, you know, that would kind of, that's not that far off what they ended up being. They ended up being what thirty-one and forty-one last season. Yeah, yeah. So I could see them taking a you know, you know, step back just because this season's going to be so weird. Like whether it be practice or you know, they're still working, guy. You know, it's they're gonna there's going to be some some bumps with Marvin early. Not that Marvin can't play, but just these guys really haven't played with Marvin. Mm-hmm. And when Marvin's in the game, it changes so it, you know it changes so much. They want him to become a stretch five or a stretch four, but he's not a stretch four yet. And when he gets the ball, we all know that thing's going up. <laughs> and, Absolutely. And the, it, that changes the way they want to play. They want to have that option, but Marvin's going to need time to learn, you know, in a game setting how to how to function with those guys. They have to learn how to function with them because it wouldn't surprise me if when you watch the Kings play, especially early, if they play better with Belly in the game. Mm. It would not no, surprise no. me just because, because I mean, it would surprise me. It would, well, you know, it would surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me just because that, for the most part, he's been with the first group the last two years. Yeah. And he's yeah. a spacer. So you put him out there, you don't, you know, he he gets to the corner. He gets he you know on the wings. He gives you a three point threat. So I think, and, and because he they've played together so much, you know, Marvin was supposed to come back last year. He, he never did. So I, I just I mean, reality is De'Aaron's played more with Belly than he has with, with uh, Bagley. That's facts. That's you know, facts. and so I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Like I said, especially maybe early on that the team looks better with Belly in the game at the four. Well, for that 31 and a half number, I'm going to go over, Jason. I'm going to go over. And I'm going to I'm going to go at about 30. I'm gonna, I'm going to say I'm going to say 33. I'm going to say 33. I want to say 34. Hell, what the hell? Who gives a damn? 34. 34. No. Oh. That's going to that's going to put them in the mix for that playing game. I don't know if they'll actually get to the 10 seed, but I'm putting them at 34, man. I I look at this team and I I don't know, man. I don't see – I see some good things there. And maybe I had a low bar or something coming in, but I see some good – I see some good solid NBA players. I see Buddy Hill doing things out there on the floor, on both sides of the floor, that will help this team and have him be a better ball player. See Marvin Bagley coming back. That's got to help. I love what Tyrese Halliburton is giving them. I see little things like uh, Hassan Whiteside. You know, the, the combination of Hassan Whiteside and Rashawn Holmes. I, I think I think that's a nice little combination for 48 minutes of center or 45 minutes or whatever the case may be. Um, I like guys like Lil Dog, Lynn Robinson III, the minutes that he may give. So I just look at this team and it won, I, I this may be the wrong way of looking at it. But for the most part, this group won – 31 games last year with a ton of injuries and they can never really get cohesive. There was a bunch of losing streaks, like six game losing streak, eight game losing streak, all this other stuff. And they managed to to come together and win 31 games. I I mean, they lost bogey, 
but they're gaining Bagley and Whiteside. And if health is on their side, I don't know why they can't win more than 31 games this year. I'm just, I just have a low bar. I mean, I would love Understandably, to be Understandably, you, you've, you've seen, <laughs> you've seen this franchise be very, very low and, and you like the rest of the NBA is I'll believe it when I see it. I can understand that. Yeah, and for me, it's not just—it's not so much just their players. It's just that you look at everyone around them and around just in the division. Just start with the division. Oh, you know, I, you know, but I, I, you know, they to me after you get past Steph, the talent gap between them and the Warriors isn't so isn't all that great. But Steph is just so damn good. <laughs> Man, the but, things uh, he was doing yeah. in those two exhibition games. Oh my goodness. Woo. That boy was cooking. Yeah, and the thing is, they the Kings have to show and prove they got a guy, not like to, to, on Steph's level, but a guy who can take over games consistently. Mm-hmm. You know, and if yeah. De'Aaron is aggressive all the time, he's that guy, but he has to show that he can be that guy consistently. Yeah, facts, facts. So we'll see. We'll, we'll uh, keep track as the season goes along, obviously, here on J Street Vibes. Um, now... Now we'll get to what I really wanted to talk about, okay? And this is a spoiler alert for all those people who watch Power because that's where we're going now. NBA's done. We'll we'll be back to the NBA next week, all right? But, Jason, I'm caught up on Power. I mean, it's not the best show by any means. It's not even the best version of Power that we've seen in this series. (laughs) But, God damn it, it's entertaining. It's it's damn entertaining right now. I love what I'm seeing from Power Book, too. Let me start here with... um, Okay, the the professor, the the male professor, Kane Kane needs to pay a visit to him. I mean that that's that's one of the worst characters in the history of the show. Mm, yeah, I, yeah, it's and I got a first I got a friend named Jabari Reynolds. This, <laughs> this, the whole thing cracks me up. <laughs> this dude is just the worst up there. Worried worried about who his ex is messing with and trying to get someone to confess. <laughs> How about even... stealing? How about stealing the kid's paper and using it as his book? Yeah, he's just a trash <laughs> human being. He's just not so... a good human being at all. <laughs> not yeah. at all, man. Um, we got that. We got Zeke, who I, I, you know, we've watched the game of basketball for a living, so you know this stuff makes us roll our eyes. But who knows? My mom may look at Zeke's storyline and be like, "Wow." That was such an important game. But uh, Zeke, who is this star college basketball player, um, he has basically – he's like the number one recruit in the land. But somehow he has one game on national TV to get it right or else he may be going overseas. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they played this game. He had one game on national TV. There's scouts there. ESPN there is televising it. <laughs> there was like four of them they showed. It's like – but that's such a the, the lazy stereotypical television, you know, storyline. It's like it's this game right here. He doesn't play well in front of the scouts. He just won't get drafted at all. It's, I mean, it's such a tired storyline because it's so not true at all. No scout is saying after they're not saying after that one game like, oh damn, he played bad that game I was at. Right. No, scouts yeah. who do that and teams, those guys have teams that are very bad and people get fired. So, so are you trying to tell me there was kings at that at that uh game there was king scouts at the at the uh zeke game no comment (laughs) i didn't say all that i'm just saying you got to be a horrible scout 
to be like, you know what? Yeah, I caught that one game. Like, like these dudes haven't been being followed since they were 15. <laughs> Bro, and, Zeke is like a top five recruit in the country yeah, coming out of high like, school. I was like, why is he at this damn prep school academically ineligible? I'm like, you're like at an Ivy League school and you're not eligible? Like, that don't make no damn sense to nobody. He has no plans of graduating from that school. Or, like, it'd be one thing. He's like, well, you know, I, the uh, Stansbury education is, is vital. No, the Monet is saying, get through this year so you can go to the pros. Why would he go there? And why do we care about his grades? Yeah, why does anyone care? Yeah, it's just another reason to make Tariq do something different. <laughs> How do, you know, another thing about this is I think, um, I think we've seen Tariq grow up uh, as, an, as an actor and a character throughout the years. He's pretty annoying early on. But he's doing a pretty good job carrying this thing, I feel. Yeah, it's just, what did somebody say? But please, no no more Tariq sex scenes. Somebody <laughs> said, we, like, we raised him. We don't need to see this. This is not acceptable. So, it's funny you say that because I was wondering if they were ever going to do that. They, like, hinted at it. And I was like, no, these, I know he's a grown kid. Like, he's probably 20, I think. I don't know if he's 21, but he's, like, 20. The girl who plays uh, the, the, the classmate, she's, she's, Oh, they're all over 18, so it's not anything crazy. But like he said, no, this is like little bro here. I don't. We don't need no little bro sex scenes, bro. Let's let's stop, stop. We don't need that. Yeah, it's just mm, mm, mm. yeah. Like I said, uh, well, I can't. I, I can't call it. You know, but like I said, I found I find the show highly entertaining. Highly. That's that's all highly. that matters. Two bit. Like who demands? That I need. <laughs> I need funny twenty four thousand dollars, like for what? And then upped it to fifty. Said I, I saved your life, so now I need fifty. Yeah, it's like so. This dude is like getting, so I'm gonna get seventy five thousand dollars. Like, how much cocaine could you really sell on college? I mean, you sold fifty k worth of cocaine, on, like in in twenty four hours. He said he was coming the next day. Yeah, yeah, that was quite amazing. Quite amazing. Yeah, man. So between that and them sending uh, the brothers out to, like, Queens to sell drugs, and then, and then the, bro- the, the, the the one brother making friends with the drug dealers out yeah, there he was in, like, in Queens. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on, man? Yeah. And I was like, I think we have to rob him at this point. <laughs> oh, man. If you guys aren't watching Power Book 2, do that, man. It, it is very... Very funny. I, I think it's funny. And not even funny, like, yesterday's, uh, well, I watched it yesterday, the the episode, you know, Kane, Zeke almost getting his knee shot off and all this other stuff. I, like, it was very, I was interested. I was interested. That's all you could really ask for. Like, I was sitting there like, oh, what's going to happen next? And that's all you could really ask for. Yeah. It's really all good you stuff. need. So, yeah. It's good stuff. So, Jason, that is all she wrote. For this episode of Dre Street Vibes, mm-hmm. man, um, you guys can find me every Monday through Friday, ESPN 1320 with my man Damian Barling, um, D-Lo and KC. You guys check us out. Check us out on Wednesday because we're going to have a super blowout show, 12 to 6. We're going um, to uh, commemorate opening night for the Sacramento Kings. We're going to have all our friends coming through, Jason Jones included. He's going to be coming through for the little preview show and the and the, the lead up to tip off that we're going to have here is NBA courtside or ESPN 1320 courtside is what the name of the show is. But we're going to have it for six hours on Wednesday. So check us out there. 
Um, you can check me out on Twitter at IMK Diddy, Instagram at IMK Diddy. Jason, where can the people find you at? Uh, Mr. Underscore Jason Jones on Twitter, Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram, theathletic.com. Either way, according to some people, I'm hating. I'm hating somewhere near you. You know, <laughs> holla at me. <laughs> Jason, Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas to y'all. Happy holidays, happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is you choose to or not to celebrate. You're all right with me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that reminds me real quick. Uh, did you ever find out what your superpower was? I'm still, I'm, I haven't really tested it all the way out yet. You know, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I did move a car a little bit, so, but I, I didn't fully exert, so I didn't try to throw the car yet. I just kind of nudged about, it. I kind of about just, to say, I'm working on see, my teleporting yeah. as we speak. Like, I'm, I'm working on, you know, teleporting. I want to go back to the 70s and, you know, just, you know, hang with some yeah. jive turkeys or something like that. I think we get them in phases. I think, you know, you get, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there. It would be overwhelming if we got it all in one sitting. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be too much. But I, I do need to visit the 70s because I, w- I would love to know what it was like to want to fight a man for calling you a jive turkey. <laughs> like, you jive turkey? And that was like, that was like a real insult. Like, he called you a jive. He called you a, like a sassy piece of poultry. How do you feel about that? You, you know, don't let yeah. that ride. <laughs> I was like, the things I've been called a jive turkey was not near the top hundred of the worst. I would not ever, look so. back if somebody called me a jive turkey. <laughs> I keep I on no walking like, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but I, I, I believe I did inherit super strength, so I'm looking forward to that. You know, all right, you guys keep your eyes peeled, man. Look, look on Jason's IG stories for him uh, Just, throwing cars. Like, uh, what was was that? Was that Hancock? Will Smith's yeah. character, yeah, yeah. for the hell of them. See, can I throw this? You know, throw this car pretty far. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm looking. I'm waiting for the flying or, or the teleporting. That's what in. I want. I, I want to teleport. I want to fly, even though I don't like heights. Yeah, I'm, I, once those kick in, I'm good to go. Facts, facts. All right, man. Well, once again, happy birthday, happy birthday, Merry Christmas to you, <laughs> Jason, uh, and Merry Christmas to all our listeners out there. Shout out to my man Damian Barling the founder of the Be Heard platform, which is where we're at. You guys can check us out there. Anywhere you get your podcast, check out the other great podcasts that Be Heard has, whether it's Deuce and Moe, The Dope Ones, uh, Check the Tape, Sean and Vaughn, uh, the, the, uh, the one he has with Jill Ash. I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but you can find them all on the Be Heard flat, flat, platform. It's late, man. I, I can't even talk no more. But you can find it all on the Be Heard platform, and you can find us Next week, and, and, and Jason, we're going to have some NBA basketball to talk about, the actual game, so I can't wait. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. All right, man. Y'all be good. I'm about to right. here. Peace.